0: For the voice, uh, I went down with a bug this week and uh, this is actually better. Yesterday, Sybil will tell you I sounded a bit more like Barry White. Uh, today it might be Barry Norman, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. there um, been some people that have been encouraged uh, with my ill health. Um, my work colleagues couldn't believe it, they said He's ill. Um, Although I was in work, but they still couldn't believe that I'd been ill. Um, And they said, oh, I could see him going, he's he's not well, he's not well. What's happened? What's happened to his Christianity? (laughs) I don't know why people think that if you try and live a righteous life, all of a sudden nothing uh, can affect you. But uh, anyhow, they were quite encouraged. And uh, Mervy was encouraged as well this morning. (laughs) We got together with some of the marrieds. And uh, uh, I said, well, today... I'm feeling a bit rough, so the sermon's going to have to be shorter. And she went, Amen. (laughs) So, there you go. But anyhow, it's been an an encouraging and interesting week this week. Um, Some things that uh, uh, just really encouraged me about the church, uh, and and things that happen in the church. we had the marriage event last Saturday, uh, which was encouraging. The people there really enjoyed it, the Mr. and Mrs. And just the whole event and the way that Dave organized that is very, very encouraging. Um, it was good to see that, the way people were serving in that. Then even on the funeral, although I was saddened by the funeral and the things that were going on there, looking around and seeing the church and how the church was responding to it It uh, was incredible. Um, there was things just happening all over. I just took a bit of time, looked around, seeing what was going on. Uh, you know, seen people like Carol Edmondson. Whenever someone came, and me, I'm, I don't know what, maybe I'm just a man and that's the way we are, but I'm a bit hesitant to get, you know, to involved when people first come in. And uh, Carol's, how she goes, smiling at them, not only greets them, but pulls them along. To their seat, uh, which I found, you know, that's that's really great. Uh, and when situations, when I saw the everybody serving the food and just people brought everyone was serving, everyone was saying, "Is there anything else we can do to help? Anything?" Um, we ever had things where cones were needed and uh, mixers. I've got some in the boot. He gets those out. You know, everything and even one of the other things was encouraging I mean Roy being a musician sometimes he forgets things now that's just the way musicians are something goes on up here and he said I only have three things to remember and I've forgotten one <laughs> So he's done well. He remembered too, which is it was good for a musician. But one of the things was there was the music. Some of the music wasn't there. Warner songs. Well, I had some on a, um, I had some, I had some on a DVD. I had some on a uh, uh, one of these USBs, and I also had some on my computer. Well, Wamba knew how to get that from there onto a computer. But the great thing was, whether it was Roy and Wamba, whoever was involved, there was no panic. Everyone was just like. This is fine. It'll work out. And it's something that you see differently in the church from what you see in the world. Because I'm surrounded by people a lot of the time who panic. <laughs> Situations occur and they panic. You know, somebody has gone terribly wrong or you get clients ring up. And the client's first thing is he'll start shouting down the phone about something that's not right. And then he's expecting a response and when you respond and say well what's really your issue and you start talking it through I even had this this quite interesting this week um, have you heard of road rage (laughs) I was driving into work and uh, as I was going along we were in a big queue Uh, I'd left late and I managed to get caught in a queue I was seeing this car came up behind me I could see he was in a bit of rush but I wasn't too bothered and anyhow he uh, was right up behind anyhow I was trying to listen to Radio 4, I was just getting turned to Radio 4, I sometimes I had Dad's Army in the morning at uh, 8 o'clock or, and things like that, and I quite enjoy that so it gets me ready for the day sometimes a bit of Dad's Army so, I'm along, so I was just trying to do that anyhow, I hear this horn hooting behind me and everything, anyhow, this, eventually this guy flew past me across the hatching and everything and he was like this anyhow so it happens that in this queue It's a two lane queue Eventually what happens obviously You know it's going to happen don't you We come next to each other like that His window's down I thought shall I look Yeah I'll look like, <laughs> My window is up And I was like okay So I pushed it down Will you get off your mobile phone I said I wasn't on my mobile phone What do you mean you weren't on your mobile phone What were you doing I said, I was thinking I was just enjoying life Anyway And do you know what, though? The guy was so humble. He was great. He was really great. He was just really, really humble. He said, oh, I'm really sorry. I get very frustrated when people are on the phone. I said, so do I, but, you know, sometimes it's not worth getting bothered about. And uh, he said, oh, all oh, right. And now, I happened to have a church card, and I did one of those through the window. So... Uh, Yeah, take every opportunity. You never know what's going to (laughs) happen. Anyhow, I want to talk about uh, treasure today. Good old treasure. Um, Can we go to the next clip, please? Oh, wrong one. Try another one. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Sorry, right. I didn't bring my PowerPoint stuff, so uh, we'll just go through it. Anyhow, this is a guy called Terry Herbert. Does anyone know him? Spot on there. Yeah, this is Terry Herbert. He was unemployed, and uh, he's one of those metal detector fanatics. You know, go out in fields and bits and pieces go around. Someone else do it as well, do they? Um, Go around doing that, and uh, anyway, he came across some treasure—1,500 coins, I think it was. The value of the hoard was 3.28 million pounds. Just to give you an idea. Incredible treasure that he found. Um, We're going to look at a couple of people uh, in the Bible uh, talking about treasure. If you turn your Bibles to Matthew 13. Verse uh, verse 44. I'm just hoping my voice doesn't do what it did earlier when I had a sudden high pitch came out. Yeah, not quite like that. I don't think I'll quite get that high. Anyhow. In verse 44, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Now here's... uh, We'll talk about finding treasure here. A bit like this guy. Ooh, he's gone again. But he went and found treasure. They've got two types of two situations here where there's treasure involved. One's a pearl and one's something he's found in the ground. So one guy came across it accidentally. That's really the difference. One came across it accidentally, going around, found this treasure. And in, in those times, in Jesus times, there was no banks as such. I think bankers were starting to come around, things were starting to go a bit wrong. But anyhow, we're not go there. But anyhow what they used to do is they used to if you had something valuable, you used to hide it. In a, in a field but that's probably why Terry probably found that stuff hidden um, what's he used to do is you bury it, hide it so he found this treasure and then he hid it um, so he just came across it now the other guy was a merchant, he was actually looking for a treasure and so he's seeking around, trying to find it and then he found it and then he sold it and he had and really that's been like for us isn't it when we first got to know about God some of us came across it, stumbled into it, stumbled over it uh, whatever happened. And some of us have sought, actually sought out, trying to find God. Just out of interest, how many people would categorize themselves as someone who's stumbled across it? Like to... Anyone stumbles? Yeah, a stumbler's great. Anybody who uh, actually was seeking? Wow. That's interesting. Okay. That's great. I'm a stumbler. I, uh... I was invited along to a Bible discussion group, um, wasn't seeking at all. It was my mother, it's Mother's Day, so uh, I have to uh, uh, say thank you to my mother for this. But anyhow, she, uh, she was going along to a Bible discussion group uh, to f- find out more about the Bible. I was at San Diego State University, and she says uh, to one of the students there, oh, my son's going to your university, he'd love to come along to your Bible discussion. <laughs> It's funny how mother's got that idea for you, isn't it? <laughs> Dave, I hope you didn't make your mother cry earlier. Anyhow, I uh, had this phone call. Guy says, uh, oh, I hear you're coming. Uh, you go to San Diego State University. I said, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah." Uh, well, we have a Bible discussion on our, uh, on the campus. Would you like to come? Do you know what? Just so happens that uh, I'm not available this week. I've got uh, another commitment and uh, can't do that. Of course, I was lying out of my teeth. I was not looking at all. Uh, then, unfortunately, he rang me the following week, as I saw it at the time, and I promised him that I said, "You give me a call next week. I'll come the following week." And I don't still don't know why I said that. It came out of my mouth before I could shut it. Basically, before I do that, I, that was it. So I said I'd come along, and uh, um, when he rang, I said, oh, "I've got to come along." Anyhow, in my mind I was thinking, well, that's all right. They're Americans. They'd be a c- bit cranky, aren't they, so... it would be a bit of a laugh to see what these cranky Americans are like. Unbeknown to me, when they opened the Bible, they were quite normal people, so... Uh, uh, but anyhow, I, that's how I, I stumbled across it. And you've all got your own stories. But the thing that you saw was what they saw. But this is something very, very valuable. Now, these guys, when, when we talk about the the trader and the guy who stumbled across the treasure, what they did, was it crazy what they did? No, because they knew the value was there. They sold everything to get a piece of that. Went back, sold everything to buy the land. The other one sold everything out to get that pearl. It was that important. So they weren't crazy. That was a good investment. And you know, for us, it's a very similar thing, isn't it? When we find out about God... That's actually the best investment you can make in your life. It's great what a difference you can make once you find God and find out what he, what he can do for you. Uh, in, uh, just carry on with that. It's interesting though, isn't it, that uh, God really loves us incredibly. And we get into the habit of forgetting that he loved us, but he also expects us to love him. Now, when you find a treasure, find something very, very valuable, do you cherish it? Do you look after it? We've all found a treasure, and it's whether or not we're actually looking after that treasure. I want you just to turn your Bibles now to uh, Matthew 6, 19. We're keeping in Matthew just for this short sermon. Is still there at the moment. It says in verse 19 Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now the interesting thing is that um, when you starts talking about loving God, um, it's amazing, isn't it? we, we do a lot for love. Some of you are married, and how much effort did you make to get married? Now, when you went out, men, did you actually look in the mirror before you went out? <laughs> you probably did. You want to make sure you look perfect, you look right. Now, as a story goes, there's this guy who's on a business trip, and he wanted to buy his wife um, something special. So he went and he thought I'd get some perfume. So he went into the shop, uh, and he said, uh, I'd like some perfume, please, for my wife. Um, so okay. So the assistant pulled out this perfume and said, "Oh, oh great! How much is that? What, well, seventy-five pounds?" Ooh. Do you have something a little smaller? So she said, "Well, okay, yeah. Um, here, here's a medium bottle. Bottle. How much is that?" So well, that's fifty pounds. That one. And he said, well <laughs> do you have anything slightly cheaper?" So uh, she says, well, yeah, we've got this other bottle, so she pulled that out. I said, that one's uh, £25. Hmm. Do you have anything cheaper? <laughs> so she went below the counter, pulled out a mirror and showed him. <laughs> so, uh... some, some of the men are taking a little while to get on. that one. Right. You'll be all right. You know, we wouldn't do that, would we, for someone we love? We wouldn't hold back in what we do for someone we love. We we do our best for them. Uh, that's what you do. And, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Our relationship with God is a two-way thing. God loves us. He does everything to help us in our lives. It's not quite always as we expect, but it's always for our best. He's always looking at ways to, to look after us. You know, we had a class on Friday talking about finances... One of the things I'm saying is, you know, God really does not have a problem with you going on holiday and using the money that he's given you to go on holiday. He enjoys that. But if we look at our money as though it's all God's, it does make us a bit wise in how we spend it and what we do with it. Uh, Let's um, also just have a quick look uh, and talk about our the things that we do not just financially you know when we love somebody it's not just down to finances it's how we also spend our time now when I uh, was um, taking Claire out on our dates and even now I will prepare things I'll get it you know I'll spend time doing it and some of our love for God needs to include spending time doing things for God and that's been really one of the encouraging things I've had this week. We got with uh, the Kingdom Kids teachers uh, yesterday just to go talk through Kingdom Kids. And, uh, you know, I just love their devotion to the kids, just their hearts, just their giving spirit. They want to help out the children so, so much. We were with Roger and Sybil and a uh, load of us, and they were coming up with ideas of how best to invest for the children to make sure they are not hindered in any way. You know, Jesus talked about, do not hinder these children. And sometimes, as adults, we can do that if we don't watch it. Um, and it's just making things um, great for them. And that's what those teachers really want to do. They want to see the best for the kids in our church. And that was really, really encouraging to see that. Now, we also, when we uh, talk about what we're living for, we can, we can work out, really, what we're living for individually. We know what's going on in our own hearts. Um, has anyone ever seen *The Pirates of the Caribbean*? Yeah. Do you know Jack Sparrow? Yeah. Jack Sparrow's got a compass, hasn't he? What's that compass show? Treasure, yeah. What's, what's behind the treasure? It's, what is ever's on his heart? It exposes your heart. So, uh, at one point, he was a little confused. So he had to give it to the woman because she knew that she loved that guy. Forgotten his name now, but. She loved him, and therefore the arrow would point there, the direction. You know what we do in life does express where our love is, and expresses our love towards God in what we do. Now, at home, how many things have we ever bought that we just wonder what on earth did I buy that for? Um, and uh, you know, funny things happen, um, and you, you can think of things as your possession. Uh, Roger had this yesterday. Uh, we had a meeting with uh, the teachers as I said and someone walked in wearing one of his jumpers <laughs> he wasn't upset that's my jumper I can remember a time in London when, uh, and uh, I'm sure the, uh, the flats where you get a lot of single men living together have changed uh, but I used to go to church on Sunday and see a whole wardrobe of mine walk past me on different people uh, but I'm sure London has uh, grown in that area and uh, that no longer happens but uh, it's funny how we can get attached to things isn't it we get attached to things we get security in things that aren't the best things to be secure in you know when you think about banks I've put my money in a bank well, there's no guarantee that that bank's going to be there in ten years just no guarantee um, but when we look at things of how can we invest in things? investing in people is a great thing. Hospitality to other people, helping other people to get to know God, is a great thing to do with what we've got. We've been great, given great things uh, to do. I just want to show you a, a quick clip from a video, which hopefully will come up. It might not. Can I recall, Coming right up. Thank you. Excuse me. Are you alright? Yeah. No. It's a long story. Well, wow, I like stories. I'm considered a bit of a storyteller myself. My husband? He went to New York Zola? The guy with Bill in the art That's him. I love that story. No one in the art? You know, a lot of people miss the point of that story. They think it was about God's wrath and anger. They love it when God gets angry. What is the story about, then, the Ark? Well, I think it's a love story about believing in each other. You know, they had showed up up in pairs. Mm-hmm. You know, they stood by each other, side by side, just like Noah and his family. Everybody entered the Ark side by side. But well, my husband says God told him to do it. What do you do with that? Sounds like an opportunity. Let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience? Or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? Does he pray for courage? Does God give them courage? Or does he give them opportunity to be courageous? If someone prays for the family to be closer absent with their own fuzzy feelings, or does it give them opportunities to love each other? one. A lot of people to serve. Enjoy. Uh, that was a quick clip from uh, one of my favourite films, uh, *Evan Almighty*, um, where basically um, she's um, really wondering what's happened to her husband. She thinks he's gone a bit mad, but uh, but anyhow, he's talking there, uh, Morgan Freeman's talking about, well, if you pray for certain things, they may not turn out quite the way you want. Uh, you pray for courage, and what you get is you get situations where you can be courageous. You pray for um, patience, and uh, something gets happens at home, which tests your patience. Reels that maybe you need to work on it more. You need help in it. So <coughs> always have to make sure that when we when we're praying that we pray that we want to change things, but don't always expect them to ch- be the way that you expect them to be because they are sometimes quite different to what you expect. Um, I just want to also just show. can you Just go clip a few few clips forward. There's a newspaper. I sit there. I think this is um, a quick. Sorry, my eyesight's not great. This is the guy that we talked about right at the beginning. He um, fell out with a farmer. They split between them. They split that 3.28 million, wherever it was. They split it between them because when you find treasure on someone's property, you have to give some to them. They get 50, you get 50. So they only had one point six million each or something like that uh, it's terrible it's very sad (laughs) anyhow the interesting thing is and this is a big news but they had a big bust up and they actually concluded that they wished that neither of them that the the treasure had never been found the lives were more miserable having the money from that so isn't that interesting because sometimes we do think if, yeah, it's a bit like, um, there's, a, there's a story goes about a, a monk uh, who uh, was asked when he was um, going into uh, the order, he said, look, if I had um, if you had 50 cows, would you give 25 to God? I said, yeah, no problem. If you had 50 sheep, would you give 25 to God? Yeah, no problem. If you had two pigs, would you give one to God? No, no, no. Because if he had loads, he's quite happy to give from his loads. If he has little, he's not happy to give. And it's funny how sometimes we think having a lot can make you happy. Now, I come across enough people in life to know that that isn't true. That people that have lots are not the happiest people by far. In fact, they become quite uh, different characters um, in my walk of life in um, the last f- few months I met the two richest people in Derby who are developers funny enough Rick um, okay. they're developers uh, they own one was chairman of Derby, uh, Derby City Football Club um, he's just now he's just managed to uh, some new game that's just gone onto the market that's just being flouted on the market and he's going to make Not millions, but possibly billions, because it is a big game. um, Because he's the main investor in that. But it doesn't make him happy. That's the interesting thing. And in fact, if anything, people I find come across who've got lots, unless they've got the attitude of doing something with that treasure they've been given, i.e. sharing it to do good, they get quite miserable and they get quite... Um, they can be quite damaging people um, they can become greedy as well and wanted to hold on to it and I think David said in uh, earlier on that you know his car isn't, well praise God his car's not going with him because it's not a very good car but anyhow <laughs> but he uh, you know, he's quite right in saying none of that goes with us That's 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 gone you know and it's the same with everything that we've got. You think of everything you've got at home that's been sitting on those shelves or in the cupboards and you know, bits and pieces you've got there. You know, men, I reckon if you went home tonight, you went in your clothing drawer and you'd look down amongst there, you'd find some t-shirts there that haven't seen the light of day for two years. Probably under there. I can see that... <laughs> Somebody's nodding. <laughs> you know, we always have more than we need. Um, and it's what we can do, what's given us, to help other people. That's the important thing in life. Because you can't take it away with you. But i tell you what, you can make a big difference to others in life if you do something with it. There's uh, another... F- you know, I hate talking about films, but I do love films. In... Uh, I do it? Let's do Philippians 4 first. Philippians 4, verse 8. One more water, and I'll get my voice to last for another two minutes. In verse 8 of Philippians 4. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You Now we see lots of great things around us and things we can uh, spend our time doing. There's nothing better than spending our time serving God and doing things great for God uh, and it really encouraged me when I see the church and just the way so many people are just so happy to help uh, to make things happen uh, for others around them um, the marriages do and kids the funeral uh, all great things that um, really made me think about that um, in conclusion
1: one of my other favourite
0: movies Gladiator I do like that I like that opening scene. In in that film, General Maximus was trying to inspire his troops uh, to give their best in the battle against Germanians. As he addressed them, he challenged them with these words. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Let's make a difference. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Scott. Please let's stand and we'll have one final song. (coughs) A quick announcement is that uh, anyone who left uh, their crockery, cooking pots or cutlery uh, from Warner's funeral, uh, it's all downstairs uh, waiting for you so you can collect it after the final song. Uh, That's uh, all the cutlery and cooking pots from Warner's funeral. If you lend those at the ceremony, they are downstairs to be collected. Let's sing, I got oil in my lamp.